D and D. Hang on, I gotta do. I haven't even done the intro, and y'all keep talking. All of you, shut up. Wait for you to shut up. Hang on. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm gonna. It's my turn to take over. Absolutely not. No. No. All right. Anyways, do I actually want me to do it? Yes. All right. I'll actually do it then. Halen, well met. I'm Emma. I'm Spook. I don't know what's going on. That's Jess. And I want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons because it is yeah. all that has been on my mind the past couple of days, and I know exactly why. <laughs> why? So, <laughs> um, oh, God, it's a story. Recently, oh, no. recently, in probably the last few years or so, I have been, managed to condition myself that every time I go to our local mall, I always get to buy a set of dice. Every you single buy time. More dice. Oh I'm getting God, there. No. So every time I go, I always oh, there's no. a couple gaming stores that sell dice, and I am a total dice goblin. I'm at this point I'm a dice dragon because I hoard so much. But um I've conditioned myself every time I go to the mall, I can buy a set of dice. And yesterday my sister and I went to the mall because she wanted to um go like get some clothes and I wanted to get some new shorts for the summer. And I ended up leaving without buying dice. And because I didn't buy dice, all I've been thinking about has been DD. It is literally all like, thing wow, I, I could have had new dice. Today. Literally, my brain was like, oh, I didn't buy dice. Good. I didn't spend money. And then my brain immediately went to, I should look at websites online and order some new dice. God. And now I'm thinking, I think it's <laughs> yes, that's oh, one of my favorites. But there are, I've just been thinking so much about D&D and I was already thinking about it before because I've mentioned before that I've been working on a um one shot D thing i want to dm for like a stream one time with like some other streamers who are interested whether or not they've done it before but it's just DD. i haven't played DD in so long and i just want to do it and i want to dm so badly again i just i want to dm if we do I another D &D so campaign emma i'm the one dming you dm'd last time well you started dming I know, and then we all got. But <clears throat> it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna. I'll DM my my thing. I want to do for stream because my whole plan is I want to do the one shot, and if it goes well and people want to continue, then I'll do like an actual like campaign that we can stream. Mm -hmm. I just. Oh my god, I miss D and D so badly. Oh, and my mom also got me a dice tower for my birthday too, which is really nice, and I haven't gotten to use it that. properly yet. Man, uh, my. <laughs> so today. Um, in Pokemon Go, there was a raid hour, and I messaged my group that I play D and D with, or D and D with, that I play Pokemon Go with, and I was like, "Hey guys, do you want to do um a raid today? Because it's raid hour, may as well." And my sister was like, "Oh, we would, but we're just about to start D and D," and I'm like, "Hang on, there's D and D tonight? What?" And she's like, "No, no, it's a different group. Don't worry." I'm like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> I go, like, go. I'm busy. I can't play D and D tonight. Here you were so scared. I was. I was like, oh no, did I completely miss the entire group chat? Because my brother-in-law is the DM, and he's like very adamant about um, like everyone being on time and all that stuff. And my sister was just away with work, so we always pause whenever she's it's she does field work, so she always has to travel and all that stuff, and she's exhausted. So we pause during that, but she's now done, and I thought it was today, and I was like, no. My brother-in-law didn't like send me a million messages for me to like to get me to respond. So it's not today. Well, that's good. Because another thing we do is um, 
If you're even a minute late, we shame you. So when you join the VC, we're, we're all like, oh, shame. I'm like, I don't want to be shamed today. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's actually kind of funny, though. Can you imagine that? Just like, you're waiting for people it's to get really there funny. for DD. One person's like five minutes late. And you're like, shame. <laughs> no, not even five. Like, we've had people who are like a minute late. Like, not even a minute. 30 seconds late. And they join. And we're just, shame. <laughs> We get ready, too. We watch the time. We're like, okay, guys, it's almost time. It's almost time. I love that. We have a gift and everything for it. That's actually kind of funny. We actually, it extended to, um, back to Pokemon Go. Uh, because we did a raid, and one of the guys who plays in the D&D campaign was late. And so we all shamed him. <laughs> Alright, um, so... Um, I feel like I should explain why I introduced the podcast with Halen and Well Met, though. There's a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should explain where it first came from and why it's become important to us. <laughs> oh, and then I can explain another thing. You go first. So, the first thing is the Halen and Well Met thing came from the, uh, the Adventure Zone podcast that Spook and I both love. Um... And actually, the po- it was the podcast that definitely helped me get into D&D a lot. Um, helped me learn a lot of D&D as well. But in the- so in their campaign, their very first campaign, there's a character named um, uh, Magnus. And he always introduces himself er, to people with Hail and Well Met. That's always how he greets people. And so then when we were doing our very first campaign... Um, my very first character I'd ever played, she was a rogue, and we decided to, basically, for me to figure out who was a rogue or who I, or like, um, who who also oh, yeah. knew thieves can't, we used the phrase "hail and well met." So if I said it and a person responded with it, it meant they knew thieves can't. So it meant that they were either a rogue or at least they spoke this um, language. And so it, that was, so anytime I suspected someone might be either like a rogue or might know this, I would just say it just like, it's like a greeting. And if they didn't say it, if they just said hi or something like that, I'd be like, okay, they're not, they don't know the language. But if they said hail and well met back to me, then it meant obviously they, they knew. And so this one phrase led to the most like the saddest but also the sweetest relationship (laughs) between my character and an npc that i still to this day absolutely love because do you want to explain the whole story no no because i'll be (laughs) honest i forgot about this until you mentioned it well basically what it was in the story was this the character where you walked up to him and you're like hail hail well met and he was like hi (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it was the one who actually was able to respond. I don't remember. Um, so, <clears throat> so in the this campaign... Um, was it D? Yeah, it was D. She, okay. She so, yeah, so yeah, in the campaign, those. basically the... Oh, I know why. Okay, sorry. Me and the players were all... All of us had lost our memory. We had no idea who anyone was, where we were. We knew nothing. And um, I realized that this character, D, had been following us. So... Mm-hmm. I eventually finally confronted her after I saw her again and was like, why the fuck are you following hey, yo, me? What the <laughs> deal? I was like, well, what's up? Why are you following me? But the first thing I said was hail and well met because it, it took me a second 
And I think it was because she helped me in a fight. And I suddenly was like, so as soon as the fight was done, I was like, hmm. And I said, and I said it, and she said it back to me. I was like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> and it's time, <laughs> time to use the funky language. And what was really funny was originally when I had said it. Wait, sorry. Before you continue, I feel like we should explain what Thieves Cant is. So Thieves who don't know. Thieves Cant is basically yeah. a like secret language for rogues. It's not That's, necessarily like a secret language, but per it's se. like it's more like, just code. like little. It's like cues. code. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's thieves. It's like code. little things. Yeah, it's little things. Like, it can be kind of anything, but it's just little things that only other rogues can, or people who understand thieves can't get. And, like, I feel like a DM can interpret that in any way they want. Like, I know Griffin in the Adventure Zone. Like, he does it by, like, hands signal, I think it was. Like, he, like, drew on his hand or something like that. Yeah. So for, our, yeah, yeah, so for ours, yeah, it was, like, little phrases like that. Um, so then, yeah, so I realized this, and so I said it to her, and then I was like, okay, I have a lot of questions for you. Do we want to, like, talk? And then I think it was Spook that made a joke, being like, oh, yeah, I have a little date. And originally, I was literally just thinking. coffee date. Yeah, this little coffee date. And I was, like, thinking, like, originally, it was, I'm just gonna meet up with this person, ask them questions, whatever. And because, uh, because, like, um, the joke had, like, was made, that it was just like, oh, yeah, you got a little, like, coffee date. I was just like, well, I mean, it could be a date. <laughs> and it ended up turning. And then I was like, yeah, it could be a date. And then, it, yeah. and then it kind of ended up turning into this whole love story. And it had turned out that Dee had, she knew, um, she knew Arzith, my character, and the rest of our party because she had been with us before and like she had never, she hadn't lost her memory. So basically she had been following us to watch us. And she was, she couldn't explain anything because I believe the explanation was basically if she explained anything, it would be too much for our minds and basically kill us. <laughs> um, so she couldn't tell us anything until we got our own memory back. But it had turned out the whole time Dee and Arzeth had actually been together. They had like been like a couple and it was literally like killing Dee because she's like, I know, like, I'm literally in love with you and I can't oh, do anything. And Arzeth was like, yeah, I don't know who you are, but you're cute. <laughs> But it ended up working out in the end because she got her, she even before she had her memory back, there was something in Arzeth who was literally just like, I trust this person. I don't know why I trust her, but there's just something about her that just, I trust her. So it ended up being this really nice little like gay relationship and they ended up adopting this little like tiefling girl afterwards. It was good time. It was great time. <laughs> but that's why that you... phrase became so important to me. It was because if I hadn't decided to use that phrase then and there, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten to this really, really sweet story for them. So I was like, oh yeah! So with D, another thing that made it so romantic and all that stuff was the party and uh, I guess D as well in the past, because they went to the like, they, they, began, they we didn't know anything because they were in the future and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'd accidentally gotten but teleported. But they were from the past, yeah. So in the past there was this huge war between two sides. The coolest thing was that D was on the opposite side of Arza. And yet, Starcrest she still lovers. said, nah, screw that. Literally. Yeah, she literally, her dad was the big bad evil guy. Which, if you don't know yeah, what that means, it means he's the main villain. Her, That was her dad, and Arzeth literally ended up killing him. <laughs> it's also weird, because I feel like we're just giving spoilers, but I'm like, literally... It's no Yeah, I know. I was this, I was feeling the same way. I'm like, yeah, here's this. I'm like, oh, should I say this? It's a spoiler. I'm like, it's not a show. It's a campaign. I'll, like, <laughs> It's like, oh, no, you can't say who the big bad evil guy is. Like, yeah, you can. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm my God. I had thing. you guys... I had you guys, like... 
screaming at me. Oh, yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Because there was one night where you guys cast Zone of Truth on the one NPC, Parrish. Oh, you were just, Parrish. like, bombarding him with questions. Oh, I loved Parrish. Parrish. <laughs> Harry Harrison. But you guys were bombarding him with questions, and he just dropped everything. And you guys were like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was honestly so great. It was, so, one of our friends, um, who was in our party, her, um, character, he, or she, was a cleric, and one of the spells she got was, um, Zone of Truth, which literally, if, so, when you do that, you have to roll a, um, was it, um, what check is that? Some sort of check, I can't remember. Uh, it's not intelligence, it's the other one. Wisdom? Wisdom? Yeah, I think it's wisdom. Maybe. But you have to, yeah, you have to roll a saving throw, and if you roll lower than what her, her specific number is, I'm trying to explain this, I'm trying to explain this in the most simple terms. Basically, she has a set number, if you roll lower, you have to tell the truth, if you roll higher, you don't have to tell the truth. That's basically mm -hmm. the spell. So, almost all, I think it was me and Parrish were the ones who rolled low, so we both had to tell the truth. And... But it didn't matter for you, really. Yeah, but then the other two... No, because they did ask me some stuff. But the other two, they rolled high enough. However, because my character is a rogue, I was really good at still getting around the truth because I knew how to basically, like, flip it so I'm not Why? necessarily lying, but I'm not telling you the, the whole the thing. Truth. Yeah, because I'm a rogue. Like, that's my whole thing. <laughs> so they were trying to ask me some stuff about D and everything, and I was doing my best to get around it because I'm like, I don't want to admit anything to you people. I still barely know you. But man, did we get some answers out of Parrish. God, I loved him so much. I just still find it funny when I asked... When, so Parrish, too, was also disguised. And I asked him... My character asked him his name. And <laughs> Spook so didn't think of a name. to Like, a fake name. <laughs> so they literally panicked. Wait, wait, wait. Can I say this from yeah. a DM's point of view? Yeah. I had all planned out. They were going into a prison because they were... Um, the other two were had been arrested. To, and I was trying yeah, to the break them out. the other two had been arrested. The other three, because D was there as well. Oh, but true. everyone had been arrested and thrown into prison, and D or Arzeth was trying to get them out. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll have Parrish, who was working with the bad guys. Like, the thing with him was he was with the bad guys, but depending on how the party talked to him, like, he could either stay with the bad guys or change over to the good side. That was, like, the whole premise of him. Um, but anyway, so I was like, yeah, he's gonna be in there, in the disguise, like, trying to get whoever it was out, or, like, figured out i can't remember so long ago but i was like i had it all planned i was like yeah this is disguise and all that stuff it's gonna be great like this is why he's here and then arzeth was like yeah what's your name yeah I, yeah and then spook <laughs> literally panicked and went uh harry haroldson and just yeah, like, and harry, it was you were like what's your last name i'm like Harold and it was so funny to me because the <laughs> fact that you like said it like that even though it was actually you panicking Arzith took that as like this is like I was already suspicious this is worse I, and I was like I gave a look of like something is off here so like I had this that was 100% in character for Parrish oh it was 100% in character for Parrish Parrish would have done something like he would have had everything planned but would have forgotten to fucking get a fake name but as you can probably tell, though, from the way I talk about Parrish, we were able to get him onto our side. However, when, <laughs> however, I will say our relationship at the start was very, very bad. <laughs> he shot. He I'd almost. Kill him. Yeah, he almost. He almost immediately started shooting at me, and of course, Arla doesn't take that very well because who takes being shot at very well? So every time she saw him, she would go and she would just be enraged and be like, "I'm gonna fucking kill this kid." And then eventually, she realized. He cried a lot. 
Yeah, and then eventually she realized after... It was actually the same fight where she finally met D. That she's kind of... She said something... Oh, something very, very mean. <laughs> and saw, like, how upset he was and everything, and she felt so guilty. And the next time she saw him was like, I need to do something about this. Because clearly he doesn't actually want to be doing what he's doing. Like, there's clearly something else making him do this. And then he ended up on our side. Oh, no was alert, <laughs> there was. Oh, yeah, there definitely was. So, I want to go back quickly to uh, to you explaining, like, the hail and well men, all that stuff. Because there's another term that we use a lot. Mm-hmm. That comes straight from the Adventure Zone. So, it was Taco, uh, another one of the uh, characters. <laughs> he always called everyone, like, the party, the Chuckle Fucks. Or just Chuckle Fucks. <laughs> right? And then I started calling, like, all my friends, including Emma. Jess wasn't in the picture yet. But I but started calling everyone Chuckle Fucks. Yeah. And then it just kind of caught on. And now we call ourselves the Chuckle Fucks. <laughs> And I would like to say that um, we were originally going to call this podcast the, like it was like what the Chuckle Fucks or something. And right as we were planning it, all the Chuck- chuckles. Yeah, and right as we were planning it, fucking Chuckle Sandwich came out. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Yeah, we're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna take them on. And we stole it from the Adventure Zone, but whatever. Ted Nevison, I'm coming for you. Who's gonna fight who? Ted Nevison, I'm coming for you. I can take him. I'm going for Jay Schlatt. Yeah, I'm going for Slime Skull. I can take him. I can take Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, I effortlessly picked up a bin at work today and put it on the counter. Oh yeah, I think oh, you're, tra- you're training. Oh, oh shit! I, t- I had to training. carry. I had to carry a box that was over twenty-two kilograms today. If I can lift that, I can take Ted. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, th- okay, this is completely off topic, D and D, but I. So in twenty twenty, I worked out a lot, right? And I like, I was quite strong. So at work, I was able to pick up all the boxes I had to, and I had no issues. And then stuff happened, and I stopped working out, and a lot of I lost a lot of like the muscle I had. And so now I struggled to pick up a box. Well, it's not like I can pick up boxes and carry them. It's when I need to like lift them up. Like if I if I have it on my chest and I have to go up anymore, I can't do that. I'm just not strong enough. Okay, so you'll get back there one <laughs> I'm day. I'm embarrassed about it. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> so, uh, two days ago, mm-hmm. yeah, two days ago, excluding today, um, I started working out again, and first of all, I feel great, uh, and second of all, yeah, I picked up a bin today and, like, brought it above my chest with, like, ease, and I was like, wow, it's only been two days of arms, and I already feel strong. Hell on the yeah. flip side of that, my butt hurts so much. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> and tomorrow, tomorrow, my only workout I have to do is butt. Good luck. <laughs> Anyways, it's, I want to. I have strong legs though, so it's fine. Hell, that's all you need. Can I bring up something before you yeah. go on, Emma? The reason I'm not talking a lot in this episode is because I didn't get into D and D until like well, the end. Of that's, the issue is, well, the, no, that's what I was about D&D, to get into. Yeah. That was what I was about to get into, actually. Um, oh. What I was, <laughs> I was about to say. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, I was literally about to bring you <laughs> into this because we've been it's talking a, a lot. Because <laughs> I was, this is exactly what I was going to talk about. So what I wanted to say was, Jess. So like, you haven't played D and D nearly as much as Spook and I have, I because no. I mean, we finished two campaigns, so yeah. Because I mean, obviously, like we've tried to do campaigns and things happen, and we haven't been able to finish them. But I'm just School curious, happens. from, like, the little amounts that you've done, like, what are your thoughts on D&D? Like, 
you like it? Yeah, do you, do you, like yeah, it? Do you like it? Like, Would you try ooh. it again? Do you think it's not for you? How you? How do you feel about it? Because I know D&D is definitely not for everyone. But yeah. I, I love stealing beds from, from <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. And, and singing Queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That sounds about right. I think that pretty much and sums making up. people cry. I think that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> that poor guy. Was See, it his was... wife that left him? What happened to him again? I don't remember. All I know is you managed to make a few Congrats. people cry. <laughs> make Congrats. Thing. <laughs> you had that bad of a singing voice. <laughs> but yeah, like... I'm just... See, the issue, um, I guess, maybe not issue, but, like, with our group, I find we like more roleplay and just, like, chill vibes and all that stuff, whereas other people like, um, planning out, like, planning out, like, bit by bit how they're gonna defeat the big bad evil guy or something like that. Yeah. But we're like, nah, I'm just gonna steal a couple beds, you know? You wanna <laughs> hear a perfect example of us not having an actual plan and just being like, well, let's see if this works. I have is a great the, example. Is this the water one? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Okay. No. Wait, before we start, I would like to say that, like, uh, like my ambition in life is to one day be able to draw really well. And this is one scene that I have pictured perfectly in my mind. Same. And is the reason why I want to learn how to draw, because I want to draw this scene. Okay, continue. So, this is, again, from our very first campaign, which I, I feel like I've mentioned Spook DM'd. Um, yes. So, this is our very first campaign we had done. And so we had been going through this temple. We were basically the premise is we were trying to get these four amulets that were each um, like a different one of the elements. So like fire, water, earth, and air. And we were obviously trying to get the water one because we were in a water temple. Um, this was inspired and... by Avatar The Last Airbender and The no Legend way. of Zelda. Thank you. It was a great no campaign. That was a good time. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, so anyways, we had gone in and we had gone through so much shit. Like, I had knocked out one of our party hands. members because we had these hands attacking us and I tried to stab it and I rolled badly and I missed and I stabbed them instead, causing them to their HP to hit zero, which you don't die when you hit zero. You just get knocked out and then you have to do death saving rolls unless someone heals you anyways i fucked up <laughs> um, but anyways they were fine they got better um so I we get think, to okay wait, i would like to say the hands had like one hp yeah literally i could have just smacked it i could have just smacked <laughs> it but i was like nah knives anyways so we get to the end of this temple and we finally get the like the water amulet and then we get there um parish and i can't remember his name but the one of the other guys because at the time they were both yeah they were both still working for the for the um well, the orc was always the big bad evil guy, like working with the big bad evil. Yeah, guy. well, they the two, well at the time both of them were still working with the, the big bad mm -hmm. evil guy, and so they showed up and were like, "Oh shit! Like we're not gonna be able to beat them in this fight. Like, what are we going to do?" And then Kaja, our friend, um, she was the one who had the water amulet. She was the one who was able to use it. And she was like, "Guys, I think I have an idea. I don't know if this is gonna work." So we went into another room to talk about it. Wait, and she I would like to say, mm -hmm. wait. The like while you guys were uh, were planning that, there's three of you guys, yeah. like three players, and you guys were like, okay, we're just gonna go into the other room and we're gonna talk, right? Mm -hmm. Like in character, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You guys go talk, and I was like, wait a minute, you're I an play NPC. an NPC on your team. I need to come as well. <laughs> yeah, it was because one of our other friends was also a part of it at the time, but he was not in our party. He was playing another was, NPC yeah. to because he joined in late, so he was playing an NPC he that was, was part a bad of guy. The villains who were like. 
he was part of the villains who I was kind of like saying like, hey, this is kind of what you have to do this campaign. Yeah, like, he eventually did join it in, was, but it was, it was just because like, we were listen, halfway your main into the campaign. Goal, it was like your main goal for this session is just to keep Parrish on your side. And if it seems like he's going to the other side, just start threatening him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so we go into the other room. We start talking about it. And basically what our friend says, she's like, so I have this water amulet and I can control water. Basically, what I want to do is I'm going... Because this temple we were in was also underwater. She was like, I basically want to use enough of the force of the water to take down the wall and drown everybody. Because we also had these water-breathing helmets so that they would give us air. So she's like, we put these on. I'll take down as, I'll take down this wall with the water and, and we'll just try and drown them. So we we're like, oh shit. Like, okay, sure. Let's like, see if this works. You do that. That's cool. Yeah, we we're like, yeah, let's fucking do that. So we go back out. And so she is like yelling at us to put our helmets Like, put your helmets on, put your helmets on. And the other, of course, the other guys, like the, the villains are like, what are they yelling about? What is happening? And suddenly there's just this loud rumbling and just all this water just bursts in through the wall of the temple and just starts like pouring in. It's like filling really quickly. And of course the villains, because they can't, they can't die yet, have these little gems that they can do, squee, yeah, like, like break, and like they have these little things that teleports them away. So they get away. We swim out. It at least gets us out of there, which was really what we just needed because we're like, we're going to die if we keep fighting them. But it, it, it was such a cool thing. Like, just we're just there like, holy shit, I can't believe this worked. It's like one of those moments in D&D &D where you're like, holy fucking shit. It's like, because, you know, like some people really, really want to have their plans. And sometimes, sometimes you just have to ignore the rules and just let it happen because you know it's just going to be really fucking cool. <laughs> very much a type of DM who doesn't focus on the rules a lot where it's like, you know what, if this is a really cool idea, like... Technically, this would not work, but you know what? I don't care because this is cool as hell. Exactly. That's like, a, that's kind of like, what I do too. I want more role play than. Mm -hmm. Well, you know the rule book says. Yeah, I'm. But, however, I am still into the rules and all that stuff. Where like to help with the game mechanics and all stuff, I'm like, this is the rules a little bit kind of thing. Fine. Yeah, but actually, my friend who's really into D and D uh, was talking to me because he's more into like the rules and all that stuff and making sure it all fits. And I was telling him, I'm like. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, if it's cool, go for it kind of thing. Screw the rules. Apparently there's, like, a type of, um, it's not like D&D, &D, it's another name, like, another type of tabletop role-playing game. I think I know um, what it which is. Which pretty much is more, like, role-play focused rather than rule focus. Like, the rules are very, very light, and I want to try playing that. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm perfectly fine at doing D&D, because that's the thing with D&D. &D. It's not, like, one of those things where it's, like, you have this set of rules, you have to follow this. It's, like, you're yeah. just a group of friends having fun. You're, like, if this seems like it's going to be cool, let's just do it. And I like that kind of style, because, like, that's and some I of the D&D &D well. podcasts I listen to are kind of like that as well. And I, I find them very, always much more entertaining that way. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I find as well, like, if you kind of mess around with the rules a bit as well like that helps yeah because like i feel like like critical role is very like rules based however matt mercer is like the really? rules he's like uh, like he knows the rules like the back of his hand kind of thing so he is good at that one of the best dms ever <laughs> oh yeah i i pretty love critical role it's very like professional though yeah like, if you ever watch critical role just know, like, your group will, won't be like that, but, like, your group will be fine. But, like, stuff like the Adventure Zone and all that stuff, I feel like they're more lax with rules. Yeah. Well, that's like I said. Which, and there's benefits to both, and there's downsides to both. Yeah, I mean, like I like, said, I- Like, I... rule, you get some, 
you get some really cool moments in battle where it's like because of this specific rule they're able to do this um but like in the adventure zone because they don't follow the rules to the t you get really cool roleplay moments that just work yeah, like it's like I said, the the Adventure Zone and Dungeons and Daddies are two of my favorite D and D podcasts, and like they're they're kind of like that where they sometimes are like, even if it is breaking the rules, it sounds like it's gonna be really cool, so I'm gonna let it happen. So, quick spoiler alert for Dungeons and Daddies. So if you don't want to hear it, no! I'm you, yeah, I was say you deafen. Basically, what I was gonna say. So, it, in one of the episodes, um, they're fighting a vampire, and literally they take a bag of holding put it over his head and close it so it takes his head off because the inside of a bag of holding is basically a big void. So they literally use it to take his head off. And in D&D rules, you can't do that. Like that would not that would not work in actual D&D rules. But the DM was he was like that would be so sick if it worked. I'm going to let you roll. If you roll well, I'll let it happen. So they rolled. He rolled really well or she rolled really well. So they let it happen and it was such a good moment in that episode it was so like there was so much good role playing in that episode that i was like yeah that's one of those moments where like rule breaking is okay because it's so much cooler than if you'd be like "Mm, no but that wouldn't work though because mechanics anyways that's all i wanted to say i gotta tell i gotta tell spook that they can done deafen now (laughs) but yeah I don't want to know. I know, that's I fine. spoilers. That's why I, I gave a warning. It's an insane but spoiler, dude. All I was, but like, like as my point is that it was one of those moments where it was like, yeah, the mechanics of this would never actually work, but it would be so cool. So if you roll well, I'll let you do it. And they rolled well, so they did it. It was great. It was such a, it just ended up having really good role playing in that episode. It was just overall just a really good episode. It Anyways. was a good episode. I know exactly what happened. Yep, you know everything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you ever want a good, any good D&D podcasts that aren't as long as Critical Role, like Dungeons and & Daddies and The Adventure Zone are both really good good ones. And also, too, if I you- inhaled Critical Role. <laughs> and also, too, if you um, used to watch, like, OG YouTubers and stuff, and you know Freddie Wong, he is a part of Dungeons & Daddies. It's like, he's, like, one of the main people in it, and he mainly runs it. He is so funny, and he like the the whole group is really funny. So like, I'm if you liked sure. Freddie Wong when you were younger on YouTube, like OG YouTubers, you'll like Dad- Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> I also going back to the Chuckle Sandwich, that's a podcast, right? Yes. Yeah, Aww. I'm pretty sure that um that Charlie has a D and D podcast. Or oh yeah, one, just I roll think. with it. Yeah, yeah, roll with it. Yeah, I've been meaning to listen to that. I have it saved. See, I that's know. Just... I have so much to listen to. <laughs> So that's the one thing. That's the one thing is I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm going into school because I have to take the train and it's like hours. So it's like, yeah, that's a good time for me to listen to podcasts. But anyway, I, I remember I was trying to get you into the adventure zone, and you're like, yeah, I don't know, like it's maybe I'll listen to it on the train. And then you listen to like the first episode, and you're like, yeah, I'm hooked. Yeah, it's literally just because when I'm at home, it's hard for me to listen to them because like it's there's nothing for me to visually see whereas if i'm on the train it doesn't matter as much because i'm just staring out the window and i can there's nothing else to bother me so like i could just sit there and listen i don't know how else to explain it it's just for some reason being on the train i can actually listen my favorite thing to do when i was listening to the adventure zone uh was to finish class immediately put my headphones in and walk back to my room listening to it mm-hmm. because i would walk I'd walk through uh through campus trying not to laugh at something they've said oh yeah, there were times that I'd be on the train, like, 
literally my eyes tearing up and me trying to hold in laughter so hard because I'm like, this is so funny, but I don't want to burst out laughing because it's the quiet hours on the train. That sounded like that sounds like me, but I was taking the bus and I was not listening to a D&D podcast. I was listening to a chuckle sandwich. Yeah. It's one of those things. No, it wasn't this chuckle sandwich. It wasn't around yet. I was listening to I was listening to their old podcast. Oh, oh with the person that we will not name. Yeah, lunch. Ah, lunch. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Sometimes listening to podcasts in public is dangerous. <laughs> so oh, if yeah, you're listening, that, oh so if you're listening to this in public, um, don't worry, it's fine. Keep listening. Yeah, I'll we're we're safe for public. Yeah, we're not funny. <laughs> Unless you want me to say fuck out loud and then you're fucked. <laughs> oh, I don't no! know what you guys are talking about. I think I'm hilarious. Sure. So I'm currently playing a Roblox game as we record today. Alright, what game are you playing? I'm building I'm building a boat. Fantastic! <laughs> Thank you. We've been talking about D D and this whole time Jess has just been playing Roblox. <laughs> yep. You know, as one does. Yeah. Can I can I buy more blood? No, I can't. I, I so badly right now want to talk about this one shot that I've been planning that I want to do with other streamers, but also I don't want to like spoil what I've planned for it. Oh. But I so badly want to tell someone. <laughs> tell me, I want to know. Okay, well. <laughs> no, but. <sighs> I just, I really, really, I just mainly need to, for it, need to finish planning out NPCs. Because I know the basic story. I've got all the maps ready. I just need to basically finish the NPCs and then figure out who's going to be a part of it. Me. Sure. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta find people. I know there's plenty, I know plenty of um, other streamers who want to do D&D and just haven't yet. So I could probably get a group together. But, um, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you're a streamer and you want to do D&D with someone... Uh, send me, uh, send me a DM on Twitter, or Discord if you got me there, send me a message. Let me know. <laughs> so, but. Jess, I, are we, sorry, are we done talking? Can mm-hmm. I? <laughs> I need you to do me a favor when this episode comes out. So, for my brother-in-law's campaign, we use Roll20 to, mm-hmm. uh, to make maps and all that stuff, because we play it online. <laughs> and, so, the one fight we had... I can't- I don't even remember- oh! Someone resurrected something. Like, a body. Uh, and so my brother-in-law was trying to put something on the map to show that, like, that's where the resurrected dude is. <laughs> Only he fucked up the scale of it. <laughs> and let me send this picture to the podcast group. And this is a picture you need to tweet out when this comes out. Hang on, it's uploading. Okay. There you go. Remember you got blank the name, though. Oh! Oh! <laughs> We started seeing the attack on Titan. <laughs> it's like, oh dear. Oh um, no. Well. Yeah, it kind of kind of got messed up. Just a little bit. Just a tiny little, little bit. Just a little bit. Um, for those who do not follow the Twitter, you should. But pretty much what it is is that yeah, it's this I, big I a picture. Picture the um, like the attack on Titan, Titans. Or whatever they're called. Oh, I don't watch the anime. Picture that. They're called Titans. Yeah, I know they're called Titans. But yeah. picture those guys. But one of them is just like... Takes up... I don't know. What is that? Like a 8x8 eight eight 
area on the map. Yeah. Like eight by eight squares, whereas we take up one square. So picture that. <laughs> it's just on top looking directly at you. Yes, it literally, it's just staring into your soul. <laughs> like, so I always play with two monitors, right? I have, like, my character sheet and, like, spells and all that one. And then I have roll 20 on the other. Because I'm fancy. And I was looking at my character sheet when my brother-in-law did that. And I looked over and I was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> what is that? What are we fighting? You're like, oh god, today's the day I die. I feel I... like I should. I feel like we should also talk about too my campaign that I first DM'd. Because I've talked yeah, about like okay. a lot about yours that we first DM'd that you first DM'd. Thing. But yeah, go for it. I have a very vivid memory. So I was saying earlier that I really wanted to draw the one scene from my campaign. Mm-hmm. There is one scene that I really want to draw from your campaign, and I don't know why, but this one stuck with me. So. It was sort of like a piratey theme, like Uncharted, pretty much. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was yeah. A, yeah, a lot of inspiration from Uncharted. So I remember we Spe- specifically we the fourth docked, game. Yeah, my memory is spotty. You'll have to forgive me. I'll help but we you. docked. <laughs> yeah, we docked at this one area, and like our crew went up, st- like went up the beach and all that stuff, and up some stairs and all that stuff. And I remember that the big bad evil guy and his crew showed up, and then I have like. A vivid picture of how I want to draw it, but it's like our group is standing on top with like the evil guys kind of just slightly down, but it's like the background is really peaceful because we're on a beach and all that stuff, and it's like really calm. But like in that moment, it was kind of like you guys aren't attacking us, why are you guys not attacking us? kind of thing. Because I always had suspicions that the big bad evil guy wasn't really the big bad evil guy because I was like. This dude's just too nice. Like he doesn't give me the vibes. He was too of morally gray. To too morally gray. Where I was like, yeah, you're sus. And then, like, he just kind of showed up and like just looked at us. And then I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then he didn't. The others. Uh, the others did come after you, but he didn't. Yeah. I will say. So yeah, they. I will say though that you That's were like you guys. Draw. Like you guys were right. He wasn't the big bad evil guy. I it was. It. Yeah. It was um, this character I had who, his name was Azazel. He was a part of the pirate crew that their party had joined. And he was basically like the right-hand man of the Captain um, Warren. And... and oh, they were going to say the, the big bad evil guy. No, like he was. But he was like the right-hand man of Warren for the pirate crew. But he was the actual big bad evil guy. And he was using them to find this lost city. Because um, basically the city, um, he was the son of who they thought was the big bad evil guy he and was like who are the king and the queen. Big, bad, evil guy. Yeah, so he was you, you, you he was the son. And copied my my Yeah, but yours bitch. wasn't yeah, but yours didn't turn out to be the fucking bad guy, did he? True. I turned out to be the love interest. <laughs> yeah. So it was he it turned out so the guy that they thought was the big bad evil guy's name is Mercury. Um so he was the king of this lost city and his wife, who was the queen, had banished him and Azazel, but because um Azazel had basically a whole bunch of demon shit <laughs> had basically put a demon into mercury and he fucked up a lot of shit made them both immortal it's so much shit as you do yeah so much shit he fucked up it was basically and he killed his sister basically because even though he was first in line they were going to give the crown to his sister instead because he was so fucked up and they're like we don't want him ruling this place and of course he lashed out and was like what the fuck do you mean i'm not gonna be king so he killed his sister and then basically tried to take over or whatever and but his mom was too powerful, banished both of them because even though she didn't want to banish her husband, he was possessed and like couldn't like she couldn't 
risk the city, like, the entire entire kingdom being destroyed by them. But anyway, so he was trying to find it because they, they he couldn't figure out where it was because he had bas- she basically also wiped their memory of, like, where it is. So they knew it existed, and they, he knew he wanted to get back, but the location just completely gone. So he had been using them the whole time to get there. And, yeah... When I finally revealed that Azazel was the big bad evil guy, oh man, that was a good time. <laughs> two others, that two was... others who are in our group, um, they, they, they knew this from the beginning, and they were screaming at you. Oh, they were screaming because <laughs> there were multiple times the where they started. They, there were multiple times where they suspected it, and there were. Uh, I would. I always had these things where I was like, no, 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 like I wasn't the bad guy. Like I swear, like I just like I made some mistakes, and because like he had. Like, they knew he had been working with Mercury before, but that he had left them. And he basically did his best to explain. So they were always suspicious of him, but they're like, we'll let it slide for now. And then, yeah, it turned out that he was actually the big bad evil guy. And I think my favorite part was when they thought they had finally killed him, and then he turned into a fucking lich. <laughs> have we, have oh. we mentioned on this podcast what I <laughs> No, but I'd love to explain that. Yes, I don't even know. I don't even know if you know this. This is so funny. Actually, do you want to explain it? Do you want to explain, explain, explain it? Okay, you yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. So you it can fill in the bits that I don't yeah. remember. But pretty much, so my character, uh, his boyfriend was Warren, who was the pirate captain. Um, and at More the last characters. battle, when we're, yeah, was at the last <laughs> battle when um, was it Azazel who did this or? I'm pretty sure. It yeah, was. it was Azazel, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Azazel uh, I don't remember what spell it was, but it's, it was the one that um, power word kill. kills you. Power word kill. Power word kill. And it is I should say it's a it's a it's yeah, it's a level ten. Yeah. It's literally a level ten spell, which is the highest level of a spell. Yeah, and you it pretty is, much kill them instantly. Yeah, power you word kill, kill literally yeah, it literally you say one word and that person instantly dead. Ooh. Yeah, so that is how no, powerful that spell I is. I thought you hit them with a disintegrating spell no it was that but i said that when he no. did it he had yeah okay yeah. so so yeah so what happened is that azazel used that and it wasn't like aimed at warren right it was like aimed at someone else and then it hit warren instead no 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 it was aimed at warren the oh. other thing you're thinking of was okay. bellatrix okay okay because so... he was locked on to killing <laughs> sorry warren. again my memory is i can funny. i can help you with the bellatrix thing too but yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, Azazel used the spell and it hit Warren, and then I was like, "Wait, no, he's dead!" And I got so angry that I threw what was it, my cup? At yeah, you? it was a plastic, like, yeah. like a red solo cup. Yeah. It was a red solo cup. You threw it and hit me square in the forehead, and it was and so funny. It was so funny. Like you literally got so, so angry. I, I, I was remember like, "Screw you! That's my this. boyfriend!" I just chucked it at you. The best I part, I remember too. you guys mentioned me this in, like, a VC just randomly. I don't know what we were talking about, but I you just put it in. up at your head because you killed my, killed and my boyfriend. The best part, too, <laughs> the best part, too, is I had had this character that they had met early on who's this witch, who's, like, she was incredibly powerful, who basically it was able to find them because a this huge, like, fire elemental had escaped. And she was like, well, I'm going to basically follow his path and figure out where he came from because they had been attacking the city above ground. And she found them. And I was planning on this anyways. 
of her showing up and it was just like the perfect way for her to get there but i was planning on her bringing anyone back in the party who had died anyways <laughs> but it was but so funny it was so funny because like when i said it you got pissed everyone else was like what and i was sitting there laughing it's like there's this red mark on my forehead you were fucking angry as hell it was so funny to me because like multiple people like multiple npcs that have been working with you since the beginning got killed during that battle but i brought them all back <laughs> But I only care about one person. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, uh... Stupid. But, yeah, it was the thing that you were saying where he was trying to do the spell and it missed it. So that was actually him. So he was, it was still, he was attacking Warren. But he, um, missed because Warren had gotten out of the way and it hit Bellatrix. And that literally disintegrated her. Like, she literally turned to Ash. And, again, Bellatrix is this NPC had been with you from the beginning, part of the pirate crew. Everyone loved her. She was cool. I loved her. Yeah, she was great. She was an orc rogue. She was fantastic. Yeah, we were <laughs> orc buddies. Yeah. Well, I was a half-orc, but we were orc buddies. No, she was a half-orc, too. Well, she um, yeah, she was a half-orc, sorry. Yeah. Um, But I just... I absolutely loved doing that campaign. It was my first time DMing a whole campaign. It was so much fun. And, like, all of that, and I should also mention, too, I don't know if I ever actually said it, but the whole reason Azazel did the instant work kill on Warren was specifically because of, like, your character Oscar. I hate you. <laughs> that was exactly why he did it, because he was like, yeah, this is gonna fucking kill Oscar, so might as well take it, just like, because I know, like, going after Oscar, they're not gonna care, but I have to go after Warren. Luke was having a great day, and now you brought this back up. <laughs> it was. Hey, you got him back in the end, and you got married. Yeah, it was still painful. <laughs> yeah, it was. See, that's yeah. one of my rules as a DM as well. Is that no matter what happens, I always, always make sure my players have a good ending. Like yeah. a happy ending where everything, like, works out. Oh, yeah. As a DM. the ending of any D&D campaign yet. As a, as a DM. For you. <laughs> as a DM, I always Wonder. want to, I always want, oh. no matter what, for the party to win. Even if it means there's going to be a lot of sad things, a lot of death and everything, I still want the party to win in the end. No matter what I do. Yeah. I will fuck you up, though. Oh, yeah, I will what? fuck you up. Because it is my... Because the... your whole thing the is one time DM I is too... Guys. Yeah, yeah, you did kill us. We literally we were really laying there all dead with just... First campaign. We all died, and yeah. Dancing Queen played as my disco light hat was just flashing, and all of us were laying there dead. <laughs> yeah, and you guys were like, well, now we're dead. And I was like, yeah... But wait. <laughs> but you're not, though. <laughs> that was a Can whole trip. bring up a campaign we attempted to do? Sure. That I still want to do. Is it my campaign? No. Oh. It's the one that we did last summer. But Tages? I don't know what's happening with it. Yeah. I know what happened with it. Oh, no. But, um... This is tea for later. <laughs> we, were, we were in... We were, we were in, like... I don't know. We're, we're like, what, ten minutes in or something? Keisha threw, like, a battle at us. And you guys died. Oh, yeah, that's the very first session. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first oh, yeah. Is, like, I'm not gonna fudge any of the rolls and all that stuff. And then, yeah, we died and we're like, bro, you know we're level one, right? We have, like, you ten guys are like, You guys are like, I'm gonna fight these things. I'm like, I'm gonna stay underneath this truck. Yeah, we, the only reason we were mad about that is just the fact it was literally the first session we're all level yeah. one literally children we're literally playing children yeah. and she instantly yeah. killed us and we're like Keja, you can't just kill us in the <laughs> first session like that like now i got it's like i was so excited like i was literally there like so excited 
Wait, Keisha, if you're listening, you. we love you. However, what the fuck? Yeah, we love you, but don't do that again. Because, <laughs> like, I was so excited to play this character. Like, I don't care if my character eventually dies. But don't do it in the first fucking session. Yeah. Don't do that I to me. for a little bit. It was so sad because, like, my, my person was the last survivor of that, like... Yeah, you literally no, had to watch us all... You literally NPC. had to watch us all die. And, like, I had to protect the NPC because the NPC was, like, was wanting to go and, like, help. And, like, no, you're gonna fucking die! And, literally, I think the whole thing was was that Spook had gone in to attack because they were basically trying to kidnap another kid who was our friend. And I was like, well, shit, I don't want my friend my friends to just go off on their own and try to fight them, so I guess I'll go help. And then we all ended up dead. That was very upsetting. It's <laughs> okay, so I ended up making another character who ended up being very fun to play. I know, I don't even remember the, my first character's name. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. Was... <sighs> yeah, that's awkward. It's okay. Well, we're gonna... I'm I'm gonna finish this this campaign so we can do it. Like I said, it's just... Oh, sorry, this one shot. So at least then that's one thing you'll get to finish. <laughs> oh! I know. I still... We started doing a campaign, like, early 2021? No. It was, like, end of 2020 into early 2021. We ended it. But, like, we just started doing it, and I want to get back into that one because I had so many cool ideas for it, and I still think it's a really cool idea. Is that the one that I came into? Yeah, that's the one you came into. But I, I want such a cool character, too. I know. Oh, I, I want to tell you his story because he has such a cool story. Well, okay. That sounds like I just made Emma's backstory. We worked together where I was like... <laughs> okay, I had a really cool idea. Wait, no, I can't say this because Jess is here. Yeah, we can't talk about it because we haven't done it yet. But just know, no. Camus was a really cool character. Yeah, I had a really cool idea. And I was like, hey, Emma, I have this cool idea. Like, if you do this one thing one thing in your backstory, it would help me do this really cool thing. And you're like, yeah, I've got no backstory. Let's do it. Yeah, literally. I was like, I have this cool character, but I have no backstory for him. So, yeah, sure. So, let's like, do this. I just, yeah, I just made one aspect of it. And then Emma, like, did the rest kind of thing. Yeah, I just basically started building on top yeah. of that. You gave me one thing, and I just started building off. And it was like, here's this other idea I have, this other thing, then, this other thing. <laughs> That's so much. Kasia and I came up with her character. We were floating in my pool after work one day. It was like a sudden, like, hey, you want to come over for a swim? She's like, yeah, sure. So we're floating in the pool, and we're making her character. And she has such a cool backstory as well. Want to do this campaign? It's okay, summer, we could. I was say, we gotta get the gang back together. Please! Finally, finally message the, the D&D Discord and be like, Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> hey guys, we're bored! Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> things? Thursday nights, let's go. Okay, <laughs> can I talk about my actual dice obsession, though? Go ahead, Emma. <laughs> and then I want to talk about my dice curse. Oh, uh, true. Cause, so I, I mentioned this at the beginning. dice yet. Oh, we gotta take you to get dice. Yeah, cause that's what we—that's what I'd be meaning to go do, and we've just been so busy. I'll take you to the mall, and we'll take you to my favorite stores. Um, Can you take so, me as well? Of course. We'll oh, go, yes. It'll make it a little day trip. We'll get Thanks, some dice. Mom. Oh my um, god! I'm gonna go on a trip! Yay! <laughs> so at the beginning, I mentioned that the whole reason I wanted to do this is because I didn't buy dice while I was at the store, because I have an absolute like just addiction to dice, like. There's a there's like a joke with in a lot of D and D groups and stuff. There's always that one person who's just obsessed with dice. I'm that person. <laughs> so people usually call him like the dice goblin and stuff. But I have literally started calling myself the dice dragon because I at this point like I hoard dice. I've just I have um, this huge bag that I keep it all in. It's Laura Bailey's um, 
bag of holding that she Laura Bailey's from Critical Role. So it's this thing because she also loves collecting dice. So it's this huge thing that can hold like up to 70 sets. So (laughs) I have actually lost count of how many sets I actually have now. Because I after 20, I stopped counting. You should figure that out because I'm curious. I know I should go. I should go and count them, but they it just be so much clacking and loud noise and stuff. But maybe I'll count them in next next uh, episode. I'll I'll do a quick update. We'll be like, so it. here's how many. I have. Yeah, I'll tweet it. But yeah, there's so here's many plus tweets. You tell me how much you have, and I'll tweet it out. Okay. Yes, we'll tweet it. <laughs> I'm the. You gave me the Twitter. You have yes. the Instagram and the, the TikTok. Wait, which is quickly. <laughs> Quickly, I uh, I logged into the Twitter account, and then like <laughs> I don't know, a couple minutes later, someone was like, "Okay, which one of you logged into the Twitter?" <laughs> it was so funny because like I figured it was probably Spook, but I'm like, "All right, which one of you was it? <laughs> Who just logged in?" <laughs> it was me. Sorry. But anyways, back to the dice. <laughs> so yeah, I have a lot of dice, and one day um, I went to the mall with Jordan, um, who's been on the podcast a couple of times now. And it was so Captain funny because I literally, yeah, Captain Spinney. I literally said like I shouldn't. I sing myself. I shouldn't get dice. I shouldn't buy them. And I was so good about it. And the end of the the time we were there, she went, "You want to go into FG Bradley's and look at dice?" And I was like, "Ah, shit. Yeah, I want to go look she at dice." I just she does. She does. She was literally the one who suggested. I was like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> and I ended up going in and buying a set of metal dice. Which, if you don't know how expensive metal dice are, they can be like, they start at like forty, thirty, forty dollars. I think the set I bought was about $45. <laughs> my first really, yeah. it was my first really nice set of, because I have metal dice, but they are cheap ones that aren't that good. But they were these really nice set of metal dice. They're this nice, like, brass kind of color. And I just was like, even Jordan was like, yeah, those look pretty cool. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to buy them. Fuck it. <laughs> so, like, I have so many sets of dice. Plus, I have a giant D20, which actually, when I was DMing, I used it whenever you do a really big, important roll or something. It'd be like, here's the D20. <laughs> here's the D20 the size of a baseball. Roll it. <laughs> I think so next, now that I have, my... I, I would like to say, though, I think now that I have the dice tower, if I have to, if I'm DMing and people have to do important rolls, like, they actually can use it, I may tell them to use a dice tower now. But, yeah, I have a I lot agree. of dice. <laughs> my issue with dice is that I can't roll above a 10. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, like, I think... I roll like a natural 20 once every 10 games or something like that. What a nerd. I I don't know. And it's funny because my like my sister's uh campaign, not my sister, like my brother-in-law's campaign, I guess. They laugh at me because they get like I don't know, like 28, 25, 17, I'm like four. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, though, we have uh, one player, and uh, his character has low wisdom, I think it is. He has, like, a really low stat for... I guess she has a really low stat for one of them. Uh, And she once rolled, like, a negative two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, dear. It's like, wow, you really... Because I should explain, anyone who doesn't know, if you roll a one on a d20... That's like a net one, and that is like you literally do the worst at whatever it is you're trying to do. Like, say, like you're rolling because yeah, you're you, trying to see if you can quietly pick up like a knife off a table. You roll it, yeah. That. You roll the, uh, you roll a net one. Then basically, what happens is you just completely miss the table. 
you crash into it and make the loudest noise possible, and you are now laying on the ground in a pile of knives that are poking at you. That's basically yeah. what happened. Whereas if you roll a nat 20, it would be like you took it as if literally it didn't even exist, as if it hadn't even been on the table. Yeah, you automatically succeed. Yeah, much. so that's what happened. So getting a negative two... Like <laughs> you roll and then you have modifiers and like those modifiers add to your roll so you get different numbers. That's how you get like twenty eight when you are rolling a D twenty. Yeah. Which is a twenty sided die. So yeah he rolled and his character got like negative two on a roll. Yeah. That's that's just so you, that's how you know that that was a really, really bad time for them. <laughs> I can't even imagine what would have happened, like I think it was a saving throw, I'll be honest with you. So oh, they just took oof. full damage. Oh. It's okay, she's a little tiny cobalt and like she's indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I remember too when you first started teaching me D D and how scared I was because it all seemed so like it seemed like so much. Like cause you have there's a set of dice and you get seven dice, all of them are for different things. D twenty is like the most important one. But the mm -hmm. rest of them you do need. And there's, like, a million things you need to know. Character sheets and everything. You have to have a ton of stuff. The stats. Um, well, your inventory. Your If you have spells, you need to have that. And, like, all this other stuff. Yeah. And, like, I just remember being, like, this is so overwhelming. There's no way I'm going to remember this. And now here I am teaching other people how to do it. <laughs> so, like... And I think that helps as well. Like, if you are interested in D&D &D but don't know where to start, like, go listen to some podcasts and all that. Yeah. Because that will help you learn the rules. It, yeah, definitely does I would, help. I would recommend the Adventure Zone. I would also recommend the Adventure Zone, but also Dungeons and Daddies, nice but also Dimension 20. <laughs> yeah. Critical Role is good, however, it's a lot to digest. Yeah. It might not be the best starting point. Yeah, I find Critical Role is better for if you've already started playing D&D &D or you yeah. already do play it. But it is still very good. Hours long. Yeah, sometimes longer. There are some that are like five. Yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. Whereas the Adventure Zone, Dungeons and Daddies, those are like about an hour each. So it's like a good podcast episode length. Okay, I want to finish this off with the uh, with the story. Mm -hmm. I love so, stories. Yes. So uh, my brother-in-law's campaign. Um, we have this. Okay, so we need to give some more context. We're in like this sort of like post-apocalyptic world, but it's um like the entire world. Like the average temperature is minus forty degrees Celsius. I guess it's the same in Fahrenheit as well, but it's. It's a completely, like, frozen world and all that stuff. And so, uh, like, there's a livable world. Livable. I say that in air quotes. Um, where everyone lives. And there's this thing called the Fringe. Uh, which is, like, completely uninhabitable. Like, it's so cold that, like, we went in there. Like, if we don't move, we die pretty much. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's so cold. No one lives there. But we had to go there. Because, you know, the D&D &D campaign's name is Beyond the Fringe. Um, so, how we play it is, like, we're in a big, like, it's pretty much a tank. Um, and we move, like, four squares on the map that my brother-in-law has. We move four squares a day, and then we have all these supplies and all that stuff. And my sister made a big Excel sheet for this, because she's a nerd. Big Excel sheet, and it has like all our supplies. Like we have to knock off however many like fuel we use, uh, like each day and all that stuff. Like how much food we use and all that stuff. Blah blah. blah. And so we have um, we have a slot for alcohol because one, uh, my sister's character Matt Matty is an alcoholic, 
<laughs> so let's start there. Um, and then our uh, Lyria, I think her name is, our mechanic. She is her her like terms for going with us is that she needed to be drunk all the time, or else she wasn't going to be able to work on the snow rover. <laughs> so we had to keep alcohol for her as well, so she could you know make sure we didn't die beyond the fringe. Um, and so. Uh, one of the guys, he updates, like, the fuel and all that stuff every day, and, like, my sister moves the the stuff on the map and all that stuff. Blah, blah. And so he was doing whatever on the Excel sheet, and he noticed for a quick second that there was one box that, like, quickly flashed, and he saw, like, hidden text, pretty much. Because it was, like, white text on a white background. And he was like, hang on. Like, to my sister, he was like, hang on, I saw that. What is that? And in character, what happened was he... So that was Torfin. I think it was Torfin. He plays two characters. Mm -hmm. But I think it was Torfin. Discovered Maddie's secret stash of alcohol that my sister was keeping track of <laughs> on the Excel sheet. And was added to, like, our total weight and all that stuff. And, like, how much supplies we had. And he just saw the white text flash briefly because my sister was fixing something on it. And that's how he discovered that Maddie had brought a secret stash of alcohol onto the snow rover and was fucking with our weight. Oh, no. <laughs> it sounds like something one of Jess's characters would do. <laughs> the thing is, Maddie had brought alcohol, which is 50% alcohol, without telling us. Oh, God. And then Maddie was like... Yeah, you know, I use Torfin's gold. It's fine. Because <laughs> uh, Torfin's loaded because he sold his soul to capitalism, pretty much. <laughs> he uh, he had a rocket or like a like a fuck off cannon, pretty much fired at him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I just remember you just reminded me of something from the campaign I DM'd. You're gonna hate me for bringing up. Oh Lord. You remember Mincy's mansion? Oh my god. <laughs> I hated that place. I know you I did. walked in there. I walked in there and I just wanted to find my way out because she was giving me the creeps. And every single door I walked through led me back to the same place. Yeah, basically it was, well, I think it was like, what, the second, like our second session? Yeah. Yeah, so they had gone, so basically in my, in my campaign, it was basically a bunch of little islands that made up this kingdom. And this one island they went to was called Karis, which was basically like a desert. I was kind of like a Las Vegas type of thing and a lot of entertainment stuff and um, casinos, all that kind of stuff. But there was a place at the very top, at the very end, there was this big mansion that I think... Who was it that went? Went alone. I think it was... Sorry, who went alone? I went alone. No, 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 no. Didn't somebody go before you? No, and you went to sure go check on them? And other people joined. Okay, so yeah, you went... And then, yeah, so she, like, no, 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 it wasn't. No, you were the last one to go. Because I, I remember you were the last one to go. It was, I believe it was um, uh, Justin who went first along with, I think it was our friend, um, our friend Pumpkin. I think she went in. I think it was the two of them that went. Maybe even Kasia. So somebody, it's, I think it was slowly the three of them had gone up. And they had gone in, and, like, Justin's character was, like, super bubbly and happy, so she was perfectly like, oh, you're giving me tea and, and comfy couches, great, let me hang out with this 
obviously very nice yeah this obviously very nice lady and the other two were kind of like suspicious they're like okay we'll sit here but they didn't drink the tea and then you're like okay where did all where did everybody go so you went up to this mansion and you open the and she opens the door and she's just like hi how are you like you want to come in you were kind of like i don't know if i want to come in you could see the others though stranger danger and all three of them were like don't come in don't come in you're like what and she like shoved you inside like she had, because she, she was like a gnome, right? So she was small, not a lot yeah. of strength. So you were, and I was a half orc. Yeah, I so was tall. but the, yeah, but the thing, she grabs you and pulls you in with this like otherworldly strength, right? Like you were like, how the fuck she get me in? Shuts the door, and she's like, well, welcome, come join, drink tea. And you're like, of course, trying to find any way out. So you tried go- going back out the front door, but when you did it, you came back out the, you came out the door to the bedroom, back into this living room. So every door you would go through, it just always would just bring you through another door straight back into the living room. And you ended up having- was Justin's character, like, just drinking tea, having yeah, a good time. Yeah, drinking tea, like, just like- going, she's, oh, Yeah, she's like- the She's just sitting there on the couch, kicking her legs back and forth, <laughs> drinking everyone's tea. Like, everyone who wasn't drinking tea, she was just taking it and drinking it. And then, so Mincy is like, oh yeah, the only way you can get out is by playing my game. And you're like, I don't want to play no stupid game, I want out! And then you all end up playing the game anyways, and it was just a, basically a bunch of shit you had to go through, and it turned out at the end that Mincy wasn't actually a gnome but was this it was actually this like um demon that had basically taken over the dead body of a gnome (laughs) and was basically fucking with you guys and once you finally beat it you got this key that you or a coin that you needed uh for the end like all the way at the end but yeah it was a lot of stuff and i just remember you absolutely just losing your shit every time you tried to go through a door you were just like why can't i get out and i was laughing so hard i was crying (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was so funny to me you were freaking out i can't say anything about her possessing uh, a a dead body because i was literally a necromancer yeah yeah but yeah, I had found this type. I was looking. I just remember I was looking through the monster manual for D anD D, and I found this type of demon. I it was basically kind of almost like a zombie, but they can like possess dead, specifically it was, dead bodies. It was basically, Kyle. I was like, "What the hell's Kyle?" Yeah. <laughs> like a Kyle. Yeah, it's kind of like Kyle. Who the what? fuck? <laughs> um, no, but it it was this demon that is you know, kind Kyle. of like a zombie, and they can like take over dead bodies and like possess them. So that was what she had done. Done. She had basically. This demon had taken over this, like, gnome's body and was like, yeah, I'm this rich, cool person who owns the town. And then once you guys all finally got out, you all look and turn around and suddenly this mansion is that she'd been in is, like, abandoned and everything. And you're all just like, I want off this island. <laughs> but you got- back here again. But you got one of the coins you needed. So, it, it's, you know, no one died. <laughs> the most panicked I ever felt during your campaign. Um, we walked down into this big circular room. I think there was a map down there that we needed. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we walked down there and we're like, oh, sick, there's a map. Now, I'd like to mention that there's only one entrance or exit. So we find the map and then we hear someone walking down. You should also mention there are these large, like, banister flag type of things surrounding yeah. the room. And it's just yeah, a big circular room. Down, and we're like, oh, no. <laughs> we're stuck in here. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> a big bad evil guy was coming down. And like, oh, God. It was a whole mess. I don't want to relive it. Yeah, and this, then you all ended up hiding behind... So you all ended up hiding behind banishers, and I made you all roll stealth rolls, and... Cage's character shows in, who was the funniest character. He was a bard. Oh, was he was a bard, um, and he was a... Um, what are they called? Um... Uh, 
Genasi? Genasi, thank you. He was like, yeah, I think an Earth Genasi. Uh, was it air it might have been an air genasi but he was a genasi nonetheless he was a bard but he was so funny but he was the only one who their south role was too low so it was basically like he just kept sticking his head out to look and see if anyone was there and oscar would like grab his head and pull him back i was invisible yeah because you would use a spell to make yourself invisible it was either you or one somebody had used it no i i had greater invisibility right yeah so you literally grabbed it and pulled it back like what the fuck are you doing I'd like to also say that Shozen had a rat's tail. <laughs> yeah. Shozen was so a you wild picture... character, but God, he there was, was funny. There was one point where, I don't remember, we were, like, at a hospital or whatever. Like, we were the patients kind of thing. And, like, they had all, like, the party had separated and Shozen went somewhere. But, who was it? Like, it was, like, it was, uh, what was her name? Pumpkin's character. Uh, I suddenly can't remember. Yeah. Okay, but anyways, this is her character. And, like, she was back in the room and Shozan had already left. That's important. Remember that. And she was saying something about, like, oh, she had amnesia and all that stuff. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, like, to whoever it was. I can barely remember this, but all I remember is that Shozan, like, met oh. with, like, a guard who oh, was I, at no, the no, hospital. Oh, I know, no, 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 I know what it was. It was. You weren't at the hospital. You were at the military base. Yeah, <laughs> and you guys had been in the infirmary at this military base, and Shozen had dressed in a one of the military uniforms to try and like get through and pretend like, oh yeah, like I'm totally meant to be here. And they walked right up to a guard at one of the towers they were trying to get into, and we were like trying to get in, and they tried to roll a deception, and the guard and but no, no, you have to make sure that like, like, uh, back in the infirmary where Shozen was not. Like, they were all, they were saying stuff about amnesia and all that stuff. Yeah, they were all claiming, right? like, yeah, we have amnesia. Shozen had already left. <laughs> but Shozen... They did not know that this was the plan of, like, oh, yeah, yeah. we have amnesia, remember that? <laughs> but Shozen goes up to this guard and is trying to be like, yeah, I'm supposed to be in here. I need to, you need to let me go through. Rolls deception, rolls really low. So the guard is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I've never seen you before. And then Shozen's response was, oh, amnesia, oh, my head, oh. And just, like... Which is like he should not know about the amnesia at all. But it, it was, was so, so funny. Just, oh no, the amnesia! <laughs> but it was so funny, and I'm still laughing about it. It was so <laughs> funny. Just, like, the, it was like it was like dead silence. Just oh, the amnesia! <laughs> it still to this day makes me like just die. I thought it was so funny that I was like, even though Shozen technically shouldn't know this plan, I'm letting this happen because it's so funny. I'm just. In my head, I was just, like, being like, yeah, Shozen knows nothing about the plan. He just started yelling about amnesia because that was the best he could come up with. <laughs> and I was, yeah. like, we were all just you know what? dying. You know what's another thing? I made a meme out of this. You know the meme where it's, like, it's grew from Despicable Me? It's, like, in terms of moon, we have no moon or so whatever it is. Yeah. I made that, but I sent it to them, and I was like, in terms of bardic inspiration, we have no bardic inspiration. Because you know what Shozen would do? not give us bardic inspiration it got to the point where oscar was like you know what would be cool right now bardic inspiration <laughs> anyways like, oh yeah it just and it just wouldn't give it to us there were so many really funny moments in that campaign though and like that's again why i really miss D like just D, &D in general because there's so many funny moments like that where like you just can't yeah. plan these kind of things. <laughs> the things people say on the spot when they just have to make it up as they go are so funny. 
Like what Harry Harrelson. What do you want to do? I'm going to take this bed. Take yep. this bed and it's coming with me. All right. This is mine now. Sure. <laughs> me standing around having to distract everyone, keep them long enough just so that you can make it back to the fucking group that we're walking with. <laughs> While carrying a bed. Literally. And just the fact that you're just you carrying a bed the... along. Spoon, I was where you with yeah. Yeah, I was not there. Don't wanna do this. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, Anyways. Like, yeah, bed. It was ridiculous. Listen, man, we had to we had to camp outside. There's no way I was gonna sleep on the ground. That's fair. I needed a bed. Yeah, like my your eight year old body would never recover. <laughs> <laughs> didn't like didn't like like almost everybody in that in that like group that was traveling sleep on that bed. Yeah, I think because we're, like, we yeah, we we're, we we're, we we're also yeah, we were also kids. We somehow just managed because we're also yeah, we're also kids, so we're like all pretty small. I was small, the oldest. So I was almost twelve. Yeah, I was I like ten, almost eleven. I don't know if any of the other like any of the other that was traveling with us no. came as slept as well. Yeah, there were some kids in that group. Oh, no. it's only our party then. Let's go with that. Yeah, it's just a yeah, but it was literally like because we were all very small. Like I remember my character, even though she was almost eleven, she was still very small. Anyways, like she's just. Small in nature, so what? I said I was an asshole. Yeah, you were, yeah. which isn't too different from real life. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just, I'm just to my final thoughts and everything on all of this is that I miss D and D. I want to play again, and um, if you're any one of my streamer friends and you're hearing this as this episode comes out and you want to try D and D or just want a group to play D and D with. DM me on Discord or Twitter and let me know. Thank you for listening to the Burnout Kids podcast. If you're interested in following any of us, you can follow me, Emma, on Twitter and Instagram at stopit underscore Emma. Or you can follow me on TikTok at stopitemmalive. Or you can follow me on Twitch and YouTube at stopitemma. And if you're interested in following Jess, you can follow her on Twitter at tothemoon underscore Jess. Or you can follow her on TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at tothemoonjessie. And if you're interested in following Spook, you can follow them on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at Spookish with two Ks. And if you're interested in following the podcast, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Burnout Kids Cast, or on Instagram and TikTok at Burnout Kids Podcast. For our audio listeners, we have a YouTube channel called the Burnout Kids Podcast. And for our YouTube watchers that want to listen on the go, we have a Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcasts. We release new episodes every other Saturday, so be sure to stop by for another episode with your local Burnout Kids. Bye!